The Country Sport Breakfast with Brian Kelly on Gold. Thanks to New Farm. Grow a better tomorrow with New Farm's crop protection solutions. Just ticked over 16 past seven on the Country Sport Breakfast. Well, ahead of a workshop next month, a discussion paper outlining carbon farming's threat to sheep and beef sector has been released. This discussion paper has been put together. It's the work of uh, former Mayor of Hastings and former MP uh, Lawrence Yule, who joins us today. Morning, Lawrence. Good morning. It's uh, what's called managing forestry land use under the influence of carbon. Tell me a wee bit about the uh, the green paper. Well, the green paper really is a collaborative exercise. It's taken. Um, it's a, it's a combination of that. It's taken about uh, four months, where I've discussed and been all around New Zealand talking to industry groups, farming groups, councils, um, mayors, ministers, MPs, climate commission, those type of people, forest owners farm foresters, um, and it's been about trying to understand everybody's perspectives and then putting all the issues uh, that need to be resolved on the table. Because frankly, what we have now is a largely unregulated um, sort of regime for forestry planting, really no regulation whatsoever for carbon uh, farming planting. And if that's, and with the increasing price of carbon, if that's sort of allowed to continue without a strategic focus, then large parts of New Zealand will go out of sheep and beef farming and into forestry. And that's a real concern, really, isn't it? Well, well, I, I think it is, and the paper says this, uh, because what, what forestry is, unlike other types of land use, it's, it's largely permanent. Um, so once, you know, once a farm goes into trees of some form, uh, while technically it can be reverted at the end of the rotation, that's highly, highly unlikely to happen, uh, particularly if the liabilities for doing so are high because the price of carbon is high. I mean, the price of carbon has doubled in a year. It's currently around $75 a tonne, and there's lots of people that will say we'll go to 150 or higher. Tell me about the research that you've done into this paper to get where you've got to. Well, well, it's largely, um, I've tried to pick out the best information I can get. I've tried to ground a truth it to make sure it's right. Um, and I've tried to listen to everybody's perspectives. This paper, and I'm not anti-forestry, uh, but in New Zealand we generally have rules to sort of curb excesses. Um, so if, if, if this sort of market operates, and it's largely a construct of the fact that New Zealand um, has an unlimited offsetting regime, so but what I mean by that is um, emitters can emit carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. Um, they are now going to be charged for those emissions. Um, they can either reduce their emissions by changing technology or making customers pay for it, or they can buy farmland and put it in trees, and those trees will suck up that carbon dioxide. Now, in some other countries, they limit that. In fact, most other countries, they do. Um, but in New Zealand, it's completely unconstrained. So for many companies and many commercial interests, it's a way better bet uh, to buy farmland. It's cheaper. Um, it, it means the customer effectively doesn't have to pay, and they're getting the carbon credits as well. You're running a workshop next month regarding all this. Who's coming along to the workshop? Who's it for? Well, it's, it's really for key stakeholders. It's trying to put everybody in the room at one stage, and that's a bit of a challenge because of Omicron, so we're going to do it online. Um, so it, it will be for uh, Minister Stuart Nash um, is opening it. He's Minister of Forestry. Right. Other ministers have been invited. Um, Federated Farmers, Beef and Lamb, uh, Forest Owners Association, the Farm Forestry Association, 
the Climate Commission, uh, MPI, um, the Parliamentary Commission on the Environment. These are the types of people who've been asked, and, and councils. And then we're trying to make it so that other people can listen to the conversation and then have an input into it. Now, that's quite difficult to do in a, in a Zoom-type basis because if you have 300 people on the screen at once, it's quite difficult. So we're just working out the logistics of that. But basically, it is to try and get everybody in the room, sure, it'll be a virtual room, to hear everybody's perspectives and then try and answer the questions that I've raised um, in, the, in the paper. Because, frankly, we cannot plant our way out of out of our emissions profile. Um, uh, yeah. If we do, we will have no rural communities left. Yeah, I think you're right there. I mean, is there a timeline to this this whole paper and the and the meeting and and so on? Do you have you spread uh, it out? Yes, well, well, there is a timeline in, in a sense that um, the government is very aware of this and has four work streams um, it's currently working on, and um, I'm in a regular conversation with them on that. So. Um, and they're also uh, currently going through a consultation of exercise with the Hiwaka Ikinoa. Um, so that's meant to be finished um, in April. The government will then make some decisions around what it does with farming um, in the ETS, whether it's opting for the partnership model. And then um, the government has also signalled um, it's looking at the Overseas Investment Act, the National Environmental Standard for Plantation Forestry, and some other settings about uh, sequestration levels. Uh, for natives in particular. So we have timed this work deliberately to be constructive, but also to make the point that something needs to be done here. Um, and, and I've yet to find anybody that, that, that thinks that it's actually what we're doing now is going to be sustainable. Well, Lawrence, well done on the paper. Um, good luck with the workshop next month, and hopefully government will listen. Oh, no, I, I, think, they, I, I think the government, to their credit, they get it. But this is a highly complex um, thing Mm. to resolve because on one hand we have international obligations that we've signed up to. New Zealand has been very poor at reducing its gross emissions. Most people, and and now we've got inflation running pretty high in New Zealand, so most people do not want to add other charges on. But the net result of that is rural communities are effectively becoming a lung uh, to suck up these emissions, and, and I don't think that's fair. Lawrence, thank you for joining us today and explaining the paper. Well done. Thank you.